Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Diggler. Generations. Let me say it again. 
It is destroying generations, generations that will not be the same, literally, because of the fact <coughs> lives are being destroyed as a result of it. And so we have to do our best. We have to reach beyond ourselves. We must understand the dynamics of how this impacts us, and we must all stand up and be a voice against it. We must speak out against it. We cannot afford to just go on as if it's not a problem. Domestic violence, it is our business, and that is one of the pages I wanted to call your attention to. If you're joining us on Facebook, we have a Facebook page called Domestic Violence Is Your Business. You can find us there uh, on Facebook. Right there, it is an open group page, so you can actually join that page. Many things are posted there uh, from information about hotlines, resources, descriptions of what abuse looks like, other things, testimonials that are on that page. And while I'm at that, let me say tonight, tonight I want to send out a special thank you to Devon Cruz. And Devon, I know and I hope that you're listening. Devon Cruz is one of our administrators who have uh, worked with us so diligently inside of one of our other pages there on Facebook that's called Destiny by Choice to fellowship page. Devon has been an instrumental part of just maintaining and manning so many things there. She's helped us inside of our whole uh, uh, prayer call. She's helped us inside of uh, our roll call. She's helped us inside of just so many things. And her life is quite busy, but I will tell you, she has come from off the sidelines, if I could use that term, to make sure that we continue to function inside of whatever way we need to. So I want to uh, especially reach out to uh, Devon Cruz today, and from me to you and from Destiny by Choice uh, to you, I want to say thank you uh, for all that you do. You've been always there for our events and challenges. Uh, you've been a winner of our, our um, Daily Bread Challenge uh, and uh, praise and worship music ministry. You've made it work. And tonight you're sitting in for N.D. Harlem, and I just really appreciate that because it just shows really your dedication to always making a difference. And uh, I want to be one to tell you thank you because it is so greatly appreciated. Now, people, as we're going forth tonight, I want you to know this, that even as we are speaking in this very hour, there's violence that is happening. Their lives are impacted. And one of the things that really concerns me is what happens after the headlines are gone? What happens when it's no longer uh, the front page news or the first part of the newscast? What happens? Do we as a community, do we as a society just go on as if it doesn't matter? Because I'm here to tell you that families are impacted in great ways. Families are impacted in ways that you and I cannot even imagine. Families are left oftentimes trying to fend for themselves, trying to understand the senseless violence. Families are left oftentimes uh, trying to figure out what is their next move. How am I going to raise my niece or my nephew? How am I going to raise my children? How am I going to raise my sister's children or my brother's children? What do we do with this situation? And it goes on, folks, and, and that's just the most extreme situations, because what happened in cases when we're not just talking about death, when we're talking about people that have been injured and, and the breadwinner has been taken from the family or the mother's life has been destroyed as a result of violence, what do we do with this? What is our responsibility as a community? You know, and so often these things, they don't just start in a vacuum. Lives are impacted by so often oftentimes going without even mention, oftentimes going without any remedy. And because it is family violence, oftentimes we tend to turn a deaf ear to it. But my 
job this day is to really challenge us to go beyond our norm. If I can challenge us to go beyond our norm today, I know that we can see some things that will change the faces of our society. If I can challenge us today to go beyond our norm, to go beyond the conventional, to be willing to do the things that are necessary in order to bring awareness, in order to bring education, when do we notice this? When is the time should we intervene? Should we intervene early on? Should we teach about healthy relationships? and what it looks like. Should we uh, instruct our daughters and our sons of what a healthy relationship looks like? Or I'm afraid if we, do, if we don't, we continue to see this abuse perpetuated from one generation to another. Did I say that word? Absolutely. Because domestic violence is a learned behavior. It is not something that a person is genetically coded with it, but it's a learned behavior. It is one that we see happen way too often. And because of the impact of domestic violence in this way, we often find ourselves on the other end. And what do I mean the other end? We find ourselves uh, on the end of asking questions and having no answers, watching family members impacted, watching things happen beyond measure. We're seeing these things go on and on and on, and really out. And the reality is, is the fact until we step up. Let me make sure I say this with clarity: until we step up, until we stop being people that only address issues when we see, uh, you know, uh, multiple deaths happening. Until we step up and be willing to speak up and speak out against this, I'm afraid we will not make the impact that needs to be made. So my challenge and my challenge to each and every one of us tonight is what is it that we do today? We must begin to speak up and speak out. I want to hear from you tonight. I want to hear some of your ideas tonight. What are some of the things that can be done from your perspective as it relates to domestic violence? What are you doing? What's happening in your community? What is happening in your faith community? Is anybody championing the cause of domestic violence? Is anyone standing up and saying this is not acceptable? These are the questions that must be answered because going unanswered is actually saying that it does not have a priority. And if it doesn't have a priority, then what we're saying to so many so many um, women and children, and what we're saying to so many others is the fact that their lives does not have value. And I dare. I dare to be the one to say a person's life does not have value. So here's the challenge tonight. Here's what I want to say to you tonight. I invite your calls tonight. We're going to have an open mic call, an open call uh, tonight, and I want you to be my special guest as you call in tonight. Area code 323 Area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. Now, as you reach us tonight on that number there, as you reach us there tonight, simply hit the number one on your keypad once you're in. That lets our producer know that you want to come on the airway, and we'll get you on the air because we know that it's crucial. Your opinion matters. We have to do something about it. Your neighbor is affected by it. Your, 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 your family member is affected by it, and we have a responsibility to make a difference. So where is the difference to be made? The difference is to be made when we stand up and we speak out against it. To the father that may be listening, who have lost a daughter, to the mother who have lost a son, to that individual who will find themselves raising their children's brothers, uh, their children's, uh, their sisters' uh, children, or their brother's children, this call is about your input. Your voice needs to be heard. People need to know that you are affected by this, and the reality is, in fact, that this doesn't go... Wait, it doesn't stop at the burial. It doesn't stop at the fact of the abuser being arrested. 
this type of abuse run deep, it runs to a sense where we are impacted in a manner that never leaves our lives the same, that never leaves our life the same. And we must do what we need to do. Now, it's not enough for law enforcement. It's not enough for other individuals. It's not enough just for the domestic violence advocacy groups. It has to happen from a grassroots level. Listen, we hear it every day. You hear the abuse going on. You observe it in relationship. Many of you hear it with your neighbors next door, and we're quiet about it. We're silent about it. We don't say anything about it. And too often the newscast and, the, and it goes the same way when there's a tragic death. And the question is asked, did you know this? You know, uh, And people are saying, well, I'm so surprised. I didn't know it. I thought they were a great couple. And many times these are the same ones who have basically shut out the noise. I don't know about you. It's nothing worse than having to go to a scene to a family. Nothing worse than going and seeing family members that are devastated because of the, the plight of domestic violence and abuse. A child who grows up seeing this, oftentimes confused about how people are to be treated. The young man who finds this has been the only recourse in dealing inside of a relationship and treating a woman. We are raising the next generation, and we must speak out. But even sadder than that, when people look for help, where do they turn? Well, I tell you what, research shows that in the time of crisis, people turn to their church, their faith, and to law enforcement in that order. They turn to those entities looking for refuge, looking for strength, looking for an answer. And the reality is that the fact if the church is not equipped to deal with it, then it's imperative that the church becomes equipped with it uh, to be dealt with. And that is what we're all about. We have been doing work in this area for nearly 20 years addressing the issue of domestic violence, and it's so very crucial. As a matter of fact, as you know, a few years we released uh, part of a series that we're uh, involved in with the Institute on domestic violence in the African-American community out of the University of Minnesota. A major project that they did called Speaking of Faith, Domestic Violence Programs in the African-American Church. Well, we released the DVD then, and but at the same time, we were one of the co-authors of a curriculum or of a, or a uh, if you would, a, a guide for clergy. And that guide has finally been released. It is one that we're scheduling even right now, a few trainings to happen in the greater South Florida area. And if you're interested in any of those trainings, feel free to give us a call, area code 561. 501-2443 or area code 561-439-3145 if you're interested. Perhaps you're listening. Perhaps you're on the line. You said, my pastor needs to know about this. My church needs to know about this. My sorority or my fraternity needs to know about this. We need to know how do we get involved. Because let me say something. When your sorrow or when your frat brother is, 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 is lying dead because of this issue of domestic violence, it is not a time being to start talking about, man, I wish I knew what to, to have said or done. The time is now, and we cannot afford to see another life that is impacted by this. Do you know the strain? Do you understand the pain that goes into this situation? I see it way too often, children that are left behind children that are left uh, 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 on the, the weight of it on their grandparents because their mother was killed in domestic violence by their father. Too often we see it happen, and people don't tend to continue with this. So many times we see enough attention to after the burial. Once the funeral happened, then there's nothing that goes on. 
But I'm telling you, we're here to make a difference, and that's what it's all about. From coast to coast, you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Holiness. I'm your host, J.R. Ficklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us right here on this great Soul of America radio station. Listen, we have callers on the line, and right after this break here, right after this break, we will be right back, and we'll take calls today. Erico, 323-784-9638. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Holiness. I'm your host, J.R. Ficklin, and I'll see you right after this break. and healing a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio, LLC. This is the one and only Soar. domestic violence in her lifetime. Every year, nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. More than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim of domestic violence, or if you think someone is, reach out to them. If you are a victim, reach out to somebody you can call the National Hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you didn't have a chance to write that number down, call Jay Thicklin right now at 1-323-784-9638. Speak to Jay right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Welcome 
back to Open Hill, a journey to wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us here tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. That's right. Just before the break, we're talking about this whole impact and dynamic of domestic violence on the family structure and how it impacts our family, and yet it's still the family support systems oftentimes find themselves without the assistance that they need and oftentimes without the information even inside of our community to truly address this issue in an adequate way. And that's why we must galvanize from a community grassroots uh, level to be able to really come back this issue of domestic violence. We have a call on the line. I believe this is one of our uh, one of our co- colleagues here, uh, number in at six nine six two. Good evening and welcome to Hope and Healing: A Journey to Wholeness. You're on the air today. So glad to have you. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening, Pastor. How are you? I am doing great. So glad to have you, Gloria. How are you doing today? I'm good. Um, I was just listening to the, you know, to the um, program, and um, what really stuck out to me is like I, I know that we have to just continue to raise awareness and not keep turning a, you know, like a, a blind eye when it comes to domestic violence. Um, just this past weekend, I was I went to um, an event. And one of my friends, um, that was that was the issue that that it happened so quick. We we noticed she was she she was crying. I stopped. Another one of my friends had stopped, but everybody else just kept going. But at least we stopped to see what was wrong, and then she explained what had happened, and she didn't hesitate to do what she needed to do. You know, she filed a police report and what have you. We didn't really get into the detail if that was a significant other or whatever the case may be. But um she she we we saw that she she was hurt and we, you know, we came to her aid. But I just think uh, I think back to a lot of things when th- when violence happens, a lot of people, you know, I've noticed even in, in what I went through years ago, you know, they they saw and they didn't see. But then the ones that really paid attention and really wanted to help me, you know, did did what they could. So, but that's what I really wanted to say. And, of course, you know of some things that, you know, I'm trying to work on and, and um, as I continue to fight this fight along with you and um, hopefully a group of other people, you know, just to keep um, – you know, I know we can't save everybody, but if we can touch that one life and that one life can touch another life, that is, you know, that that would, that, that I know um, my labor has not been in vain. So that's all I wanted to say for right now. <laughs> so. Well, well, don't don't go anywhere right now because I want to comment mm-hmm. on some things that you said there, uh, the event that you was at this uh, weekend and. I don't know. Uh, I know mm-hmm. that the event that I saw such a beautiful picture of you posted on Facebook, I had to almost ask for an ID. I mean, you were glamorous, mm-hmm. so you were in totally <laughs> your glamorous, uh, using your glamorous mode. <laughs> and and yes, yet it's still yes. been, at, been, at, been at such a great event and a beautiful affair mm-hmm. 
there you are, and still, even in the midst of that, here's a friend, here's someone that you know that was still impacted by this issue, even at such an event mm-hmm. such as that. And the three things that you said that stood out with me is that the fact that it was you and maybe just a couple of others that responded to this individual. In other words, you just didn't go by, you just didn't turn a deaf ear to it, you didn't take on that proverbial role, well, you know, whatever's going on, that's her business, I'm not getting involved. And that's what happens mm-hmm. so much. You know, we call it bystander violence. You know, when we have bystanders that stand by and they do not do anything, uh, they don't say anything, mm-hmm. they have to understand that their silence only perpetuates the violence. Their silence contributes right. to the violence happening. To not say anything mm-hmm. is almost like condoning the issue that is going on. So we have a responsibility that we must take. We have a responsibility that we must speak up and speak out. We have a responsibility because, mm-hmm. of fact, listen, to not say anything is to give permission. To not do anything yeah. is to give permission. And when you stand up and speak out, sometimes just your presence is enough not only to support mm-hmm. the victim and to make the victim feel like they're, they're not on their own, but also your presence and speaking out oftentimes is enough to let the, uh, uh, perpetrator, excuse me, the perpetrator realize that, hey, this person is not by themselves. There are people that care about this person. There are people that are going to stand with this person. And sometimes, and I, I use the word sometimes because every perpetrator is in the same. Every perpetrator is not going to necessarily respond to the fact that you call the police. There are some perpetrators right. that, listen, they can care less if you call the police. Those are the very ones who can care less about a restraining order. They seem to be a little bit more dangerous and a little bit more lethal inside of that situation. However, there mm-hmm. are some that understand and they do still fear the law because there are those that I call the the ones that are, are more likely to do the harm is those that continue to live a double life. They, you know, they, they give a good impression that they're, they're you know, the choir boy, and reality mm-hmm. are they are abusers. And so when you're able mm-hmm. to uh, expose those type of guys, they do, uh, they do tend to respond in one way or another. But I want to go a little mm-hmm. bit further than that also, Gloria, because of the fact, yeah. you know, we're saying you didn't go into details of who it was or how – Happen, but one of the things we need to say about domestic violence is that we know that it happens with an intimate partner, and that partner could be right. a uh, a former partner, it could be an ex, it could be an ex-husband, an ex-boyfriend, a person of right. your past, because that individual still have a tendency, uh, maybe to come stalking, trying to uh, uh, you know manipulate in whatever way, and so we have to understand mm-hmm. that they they too are part of this uh, whole situation. And we have a responsibility uh, to continue to speak up and to speak out against this whole issue of domestic violence. To not say anything is literally saying so much. You know, uh, the, Dr. King said that in the end, uh, it is not the noise that people remember, it's the silence of my friends. And so the silence of our friends, the silence of those that know to do better, is what it's the sounding noise. It's the resounding noise when it comes to a person who's been impacted by domestic violence. You know, so mm-hmm. we have to speak up. We have to speak out. We have to continue to do those things that are necessary because those things that are necessary uh, will continue to bring hope and healing to so many. And uh, it takes mm-hmm. people like yourself, Gloria. You know that we're in this plight together, and there's some things that we're all yeah. looking forward to do very uh Soon together, we have not forgotten, and I want to announce this. I don't know if you're on the uh, air uh, uh, when I announced this earlier, uh, Gloria. But you've mm-hmm. heard me. You have a copy of the Speaking of Faith DVD, a uh, domestic violence mm-hmm. program in African American Church. Well, finally, yeah. finally, the reader's guide to that. 
uh, it's one that I helped co-author. It's been released, so we now have that. That is a major teaching okay. tool. It's a major teaching tool that goes with that DVD so that now, whether they're faith leaders, pastors, community leaders there inside of that, if they're looking to do something about domestic violence and starting more or less domestic violence ministry, we can begin right there and teaching them a lot of the basics, the do's and don'ts. Uh, uh, We want to talk about what they can do, what they need to know, Mm -hmm. because this is not just another a family relationship issue, and that's one of the things we find ourselves battling so much in trying to teach this because too many pastors, we are so trained in our mind for our family relationships, so we think, okay, here's a family problem. Let me bring both of these individuals in. Let's sit down and talk, and let's go over all these great things, or we give them a prescription for a romantic night, or we start giving them all this marriage advice when it's hard to work on the marriage when there's the issue of violence right. that is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to work on a marriage when the issue of violence is there. It's the same thing with relationship. A lot of times when we, you know, are training pastors or leaders, we say this to them. And they say, well, you know, I called them both in and I, you know, I talked to them and everything. And he said there was a lot of things that she did that really uh, provoked him. And, uh, and I'm shaking my head before the pastor could even get started. He said, well, what's wrong? I said, well, your first mistake is that you brought them both in. And you set mm-hmm. them both there together. Now, how right. much how how much do you think she really was going to reveal to you freely and openly with him sitting right there? Or in cases where it may be uh two uh the other way where the woman is the perpetrator and the man is the man is the victim. Right. You're not going right. to get the pure intent. You're not going to get the full thrust of it from the victim if the perpetrator is there because the victim knows the perpetrator mm-hmm. better than anyone. They know the propensity of the violence. They know that it will only increase, and they know what it has the uh, propensity to do. And so there's so much need to be done. But I wanted to make that announcement again because that is now out, and uh, we're looking forward to doing some great work with that. And um, our work, uh, we are not discouraged whatsoever. It was one year ago uh, this month, uh, uh, I do believe it was one year ago this month, Gloria, that uh, we were at one of your events that was absolutely a very powerful, powerful yes. event. And it, yes. I feel like it became almost a launching pad to the next dimension because everything that mm-hmm. you have endeavored to do in this area, addressing the issue of domestic violence, is going to come to pass, and I know it is. It seemed like a slow process, and it always is, because of the fact mm-hmm. there are so many layers that we have to peel back. There are so many layers that we have to go through, even far as from a societal standpoint, to cause things to happen. I mean, there are belief systems mm-hmm. that we have to almost tear down and rebuild the right frame of mind because of the fact people still don't take domestic violence for what it is. But we have the responsibility right. to do so, and we have to continue to do so. So I applaud you and all that you do. Mm-hmm. I applaud you and all that you say and the things that you stand for, because it is what uh, we're going to need from a grassroots level to make a difference inside yes. of domestic violence. And so I do applaud you inside of everything. For those of you listening, area code 323-784-9638, that is how you reach us today. You'll listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Hold Us. Uh, area code 323-784-9638, that's how you get on the air with us. Uh, if you'd like to have a question and a comment, you can simply hit number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you want to come on the air. We'll get you on the air. You don't have to give your name or your number. Just come on the air, and we'll gladly take your question and a comment. And I will take your call right after this commercial break. 
You listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Ficklin, and I will be right back right after this break. If you're listening on the internet, you're probably looking at a series of advertisements all over your screen. Please click one of them because when you click one of those advertisements, you're helping us to bring you the best in soulful talk radio right here on SOAR. If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the Soul of America Radio. The following is an actual 911 call made by a child witnessing parental domestic Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness with your host, J.R. Ficklin. And welcome back to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Ficklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Before we went to the commercial break there, we was just sharing with you and with our caller there about the whole dynamics of this issue of domestic violence and why we all have a responsibility inside of it, why we have to all be a part of this, and we have to remain diligent inside of this plight because domestic violence does not go away. And let me say the things that happen as a result of it, not just what we are witnessing and what happens immediately, but all the things that happen as a result of it. In other words, the learned behavior, oftentimes the fear, 
the anxiety that happens in the life of a victim, oftentimes paralyzing them from really being able to do the things that they need to do in life, feeling dependent, oftentimes they're destroying their self-esteem. These things go on, and they're perpetuated over a period of time. And because of this type of violence here, we continue to see it played out not only in the home, but it's played out in the educational system. It's played out in the juvenile justice system. It is played out in almost every walk of life and every aspect of life. This is not an isolated matter. So we all have a responsibility, and I want to use that word very strongly. We all have a responsibility to speak up, to speak out, to stand up and stand against the issue of domestic violence. It is not something that we can begin to say, it's not my issue, it's their issue, it's all of our issue. And until we begin to speak up and do the things that we need to, we're going to continue to see this happen. The lives of individuals, we oftentimes view physical violence as if it's a sideshow. We watch it happen. We, we look at it happen. Folks come out of their doors and watch it happen. Many people take out their cameras and start videoing and, and things, but they do not do anything to stop it. Will they call 911? commercial that you heard last was a little short snippet piece uh, of what we call the uh, – the Lisa story. And the Lisa story is a 911 call by a six-year-old girl. This is several years ago, San Diego Police Department. And this six-year-old girl is calling the 911 operator because of the fact of her stepdaddy, uh, who is abusing her mother, who basically has abused her mother, and the mother is afraid for her life. And this little girl feels helpless, but the only thing she knows to do is to call the 911 operator. And he's getting, she's getting concerned. If you were to listen to it, it's an entirety. Uh, there and I know Devon, you're sitting in for ND tonight, but you can look up the Lisa story uh, domestic violence uh, recording and uh, possibly post it on our uh, Destiny by Choice Two uh, Destiny by Choice Two Facebook page because I want you to listen to it in entirety because what you hear is the sense of of, uh, of this young kid totally being traumatized, totally being uh, uh, at the point of feeling like they're helpless, uh, and because of that. Because of that, what we end up finding out is that here's this little girl who's afraid for her life. But if you listen to the end of this, what you'll find that happens is the fact that this little girl here is is is, is doing it's behaving like she's a much older person because all of a sudden she's playing the protector. She's playing the protector. She's playing the protector inside of this situation with her mother, and I'm telling you too often, too many of the kids are finding themselves in that position of playing the protector when it comes to the issue of domestic violence. We have to do what we need to. There's not enough education in our schools about it. And I'm not going to be the one who always say, well, you know, we've got to do a lot more in our schools, in which we do. But we have to start in our homes. Like so many things, we keep pushing the responsibility from home to other institutions. But we have to teach it starting at home and then going forth after that. It starts at home. And then it spreads abroad. And that is what we must be about. That is what we must uh, continue to do and work hard in uh, seeing the changes and seeing the difference happen. Because until we do that, until we do that, we're not going to see this go away. We have a responsibility to one another. We have a responsibility to our society. We have a responsibility to the next generation to make a difference as it relates to the issue of domestic violence. There is, and I will repeat, 
There is no excuse for domestic violence, and we have to stand up and stand uh, firm against it. Now, part of our campaign and what we're doing is not only to to uh, uh, to address this. We are talking about producing not only movies. We're talking about producing uh, uh, teaching vignettes to teach about this. We're talking about not only dramatic plays, but we're talking about education. I mean, literal education. We're talking about uh, community education. We're talking about faith-based education inside of addressing these dynamics. There are so many things that could happen if we get on one accord and we understand the impact of our involvement. So having said that, let me say this to you. Domestic violence is your business. It is all of our business, and we must do what we need to do uh, inside of addressing this issue of domestic violence. It doesn't go away. It doesn't disappear simply because we're silent about it. We have a responsibility in making a difference, and that is what this is about tonight. Eric Cope, 323-784-9638. Eric Cope, 323 Seven eight eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us today. That is how you reach us here on Hope and Healing, our journey to wholeness. I'm J.R. Ficklin, and I'm so very glad that you're with us today because the fact your voice will make a difference in combating this issue of domestic violence. That is how you reach us. We're so glad to have you with us on today. Now, this is open line, so that means that your call, your comment uh, is definitely welcome, and we want you to uh, Speak up and speak out even now. Uh, there are those that are on the line that I have chosen not to speak up or speak out, and that's perfectly all right. But so many of you that are out there today, your opinion matters. Listen, this is not something that is just going to go away. It doesn't go away simply because we don't talk about it. It doesn't go away because no one thinks that it's a uh, worthy enough subject matter to address. It doesn't go away simply because people are, you know, because uh, people that you consider prominent may not be talking about it. It doesn't go away. We have to continue to do what we need to. We have to continue to do what must be done. We have to continue to uh, be that voice and speak it out. That means there are systems that we have to address. There are systems that are out there that are not even designed to be there for victims. There are some systems out there that are further perpetuating this type of violence. That, that is where you come at. You have to be a part of the solution rather than part of the problem. And that's what I want to offer to you today, that if you're going to be uh, uh, part of the solution, then you must be willing to speak up and to speak out. Speak up and speak out. Once again, speak up and speak out. It doesn't go away simply because of the fact you and I are silent about it. So once again tonight, Eric Cope, 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us tonight on Hope and Healing, a journey to hold us. Uh, there's a whole master plan that we are working on, even as we speak, because we must make a difference inside of this subject matter. We understand that if we don't do it, that the very life of the next generation is at stake. The future is at stake. And we want to make sure that we continue to do the things that are necessary to make a difference. We must make the difference, and we must make a difference now. And that's what it's all about. I'm telling you, I'm telling you that as we look around, we have to call everyone into this. Until you've dealt with this, until you've dealt with someone who's grown up in this environment, you cannot appreciate and understand the magnitude of how this affects us. There is no profile 
There is no necessary profile of what a person looks like. There, the only profile there is is the profile that I will say is this, is that everyone is a potential victim. Everyone is a potential victim of the issue of, them, of domestic violence. And so we have to do all we can, while we can, to make that difference. Uh, and we have to do it now. Because if we do it now, then what we find out is the fact that we raise the awareness and we reduce uh, uh, the number of people that actually could be affected by this. Because until we speak up, when we speak up and people know that we care, remember, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And so when we speak up and people know that we care and we're willing to put our efforts and our hearts and minds together, then and only then what we see a difference made. That's the challenge to each and every one of us today. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so glad that you've joined us here on the Soul of America Radio Network as we are coming up to 943 uh, on this broadcast tonight. Uh, so many of you are there. Uh, so many of you are there, and I'm so glad to have you there. We do have a caller, and I'm so glad to have this caller come in today. Number ended in 1478. I'm going to say good evening and welcome to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. You're on the air. Good evening. Can you hear me? Good evening. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Good evening. God bless you, Pastor Thicklin. God bless you. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm a blessed, highly favored. Absolutely. I, um, <laughs> I look forward to meeting with you. Um, we did communicate by uh, Facebook. Okay, absolutely. I do want to share my four-time experience with the public. By all means, take it away. If I, when when you arrive back, absolutely, um, absolutely, domestic violence. I was a victim of domestic violence in four different instances. And uh-huh. I truly would like to share with the women and men how uh, to overcome, because you can be an overcomer. We are the head Absolutely. and not the tail. Absolutely. And so I know I'm an overcomer, and it was by the Lord Jesus Christ that delivered me from all of that mess, and he can deliver anyone to hear my voice. God will deliver you also. You made some very powerful statements there because you said that, that, that you were delivered from this. You were in domestic violence for four-time situations, and I'm quite sure somebody is wondering, what is it? How did you finally get out? What was the situation, and, and what, was the, what was the final straw for you that, that got you out of it? The first one was just to touch a little bit on it um a friend of mine a close friend of mine brother uh, needed a place to stay just temporarily and out of a good heart i had a two-bedroom and i said well you can stay you know until one of the brothers in the church can put you up and when i told him that um you really need to be looking, then that's when he turned violent on me, pinned me down, 
in the bathroom floor with a knife at my throat um, saying that he was going to kill me. But I pleaded the blood of Jesus, and when I did that, God came in and, and just took over. He couldn't do nothing. He couldn't do nothing. He couldn't move. All he could do was just look at me with the knife, holding the knife in his hand, and I'm praying. And he walked out, and he took my car. Uh, I had police involved at the time, but nevertheless, uh, all, you know, it came to an end, and victoriously. And um, I just praise God. God that trying to my help God. somebody, and and it's my girlfriend brother. She couldn't put him up because she didn't have any room. My God. And so I says, well, I you know I have room, plenty of room. He'll have his own you know room, and as long as he keep private, because I stay private, and he respect my. My domain, all would be well. Everything was fine up until I told him. I said, well, it seems like um, you're not trying to get any help from the brothers in the church. And that's when he got very nasty and grabbed the knife from the kitchen. I didn't know that that's what he was going to do. And I ran to the bathroom, and he came behind me and threw me down, busted lips, black eye, and threatened to kill me. And But like I said, I came out victoriously through Christ Jesus. Hello? Okay, I was saying that your faith played a great part inside of you coming out of that situation. Now, as it relates to some of the subsequent situation, I imagine they were a little different type of a situation with you inside of domestic violence. And, I, and first of all, let me say I'm so grateful that you've called and that the fact that you are sharing uh, with this audience that is from all over, I mean, from coast to coast, there are people listening. And always keep in mind that with every one of our shows, there's always an archive. So even if someone missed the show and you told someone about it, you can tell them where to go, www.soulofamericaradio.com. Go to our tab, yes. Open Healing, and you can go to archives, and you can listen back to any show that we've had. And so here's a way that even if someone missed this, they are able to go back. But I want to say this because, first of all, I applaud you uh, for sharing uh uh, sharing this story, and there are many people that are listening. And, and, and one of the questions I'm asking, I'm asking on behalf of the audience that are listening, because of fact, so many, so many need to know how do I get the victory, how do I overcome, how do I come out? Is it over when it when it's at its worst? Does, you know, is there a way out? And and that is one reason that as I prompt you to to, uh, to share, I mean, your story, I really appreciate that. And that situation there came out of a kind heart where you were trying to help someone, and uh, you tried to help them because of the fact of their relationship with someone else, a friend of yours, and now that situation turned out to be something that was, um, that was uh, very, very uh, frightening. 
but in some of the subsequent situations there, you know, that you got out of, uh, what are some of the highlights and what are some of the things that you would say if you were share, as you shared the audience uh, uh, that brought you out of that experience and, and was it tough? Did you find it tougher to get out of uh, 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 the subsequent experiences uh, than you did the first one? Um, when he threatened my life, uh, one thing after another, it's, um, taking my car. I can't go to choir rehearsal. Um, I can't go to church. Um, he would do things deliberately to, to keep me on my knees and, all I could do was just pray fast, stay before the Lord, and that's my advice to all the listeners. Keep yeah. your requests be made known to God, and he will bring you out. I'm a living testimony. I came out with a busted lip, black eye. But at least nothing was broken. I'm not, I'm still here and alive and well. Praise God. My God. And what He did for me, He will do for you. My and mind. I'm praying for each and every listener. Not only one time have I been a victim of domestic violence, but four times. Wow. And mm. I'm not going to go into all of that tonight, but. I'm praying for every victim, every victim, and wow. every family member of a victim, that God will bring them out. God will give you supernatural wisdom to show you how to handle the situation, because that's how Absolutely. he had to do it with me. Wow. And he'll do it for you, but you've got to be still and hear the voice of the Lord. Absolutely. Well, I am so grateful that you had uh, taken the time here to share with uh, the radio audience and so many that are listening even right now, those that have been impacted by it, those that are uh, have family members that have been, been impacted by, by it, and I'm looking forward yes. to meeting with you and everything. Likewise. And continue to listen. We have some uh, other callers that are out there that are listening right now. So glad your testimony will help so many through out of uh, this broadcast. Thank you so much, so much for listening. Stay on, because we have some other callers that are coming on as well. Thank you so very much Thank for sharing. Thank you, Pastor Bickler. God bless you. God bless you. Well, people, that's what it's all about. Even as you heard the call of their call and, and uh, share, you know, the situation of domestic violence, there are, there are um, so many that have gone through it, and God brings them out. As a matter of fact, I want to go in and say this next week. Next Monday night, I want you to mark your calendar. Tune in next Monday night. We're going to have an author and a survivor, uh, Stephanie Josie. It's going to be our, our special guest on next week. She is the author of Poetic Storms, My Journey Towards Peace. And one of the things that is so important about this, and I had the opportunity to meet Ms. Josie just a few weeks ago uh, at an event, and one of the things that is so important about individuals that go through storms, and I want you to hear this, that go through what, whatever trauma, whatever challenge in their life, that, listen, the way you come out is where the difference is made. 
Understand, it's not enough just to go through, but we must also grow through. We must grow through whatever we go through. And for many, when they go through it and then they grow through it, that's when you see the testimony at the end of it. You see some fruit happen on the end of it. You see things raise up inside of them that wasn't there on the end of it. In the case of our previous caller, we understand what she's gone through. And now, as a result, her her whole life is about making a difference. Her whole life is about not only advocacy, but bringing and sharing that testimony. So it is with Mrs. Josie, who will be our guest on next week. She took her experiences. She took the pain, the tragedy of what she's gone through, and she's going to share that story next week. And she's put it in the form of a book called Poetic Storms, My Journey Towards Peace. And, uh, and, each, and throughout this book here, it's going to be a blessing to you. Uh, she'll give you more information on next week, even how to get her book and get your hand on her book uh, and everything. But I want you to know that when life gives you lemons, you got to learn how to make lemonade. you got to learn how to graduate. They begin to take that experience at another level. And uh, her book, I can hardly wait for her to talk about it. Uh, I mean, just read some of the table contents of her book, The Calm Before the Storm, Silent Screams, her poem about rain, and then that about comfort, the aftermath. Have you ever thought of what is the after, what's the aftermath like? Playing church, playing with life, how dangerous that is. And, and it goes on and, and goes on. It's a powerful book by, that's again, once again, Stephanie R. Josie. She'll be our guest on next week. She'll be our special guest. And she's going to talk about uh, this book, Poetic uh, Storms, that chronicles Stephanie's journey from the pain and the torment that she kept hidden to a life of peace and harmony that she's ready to share with the world. Uh, you know, and that's what it's all about. It because you know what, when we go through things, whether it's abuse of any sort, oftentimes people are are, are they are smitten by their shame and their guilt. They're smitten by the stigma of what people says, and oftentimes, as a result, they remain silent. They don't want to talk about it. But God has a way of doing so. So I want you to stay tuned. Oh, next week we're going to have Stephanie R. Josie. She's going to be our guest with our book. And in the coming weeks a month, we're going to be also looking to have on our book the Reverend Audrey Chantel Davis-Jones, who also a survivor of domestic violence and everything, and her book is called Battle Scars of Emotion, Divine Healing from the Scars of Life. She'll be our guest uh, here in the weeks and months to come. We're still trying to secure that. She's teaching school, uh, teaching classes at, uh, on Monday nights. But we have some guests that are lined up to be able to be a blessing to so many of us tonight, and that's what we're all about. We're about bringing this show to a place where this is a platform for healing. So those of you that are listening, area code 323-784-9638, area code 323-784-9638, that's how you reach us. You desire to be a guest, you desire to have a question, a uh, comment you'd like to make, simply hit the number one on your keypad, and we'll be so very glad to get you on the air. That'll let our producer know that you want to say something, you have something you need to say. And when you do, we'll get you on the air. So that is my uh that is what I would like for you to be a part of. I would like for you to take part in that today. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how. That is how. That's going to make a difference, and uh, you can make a difference in a real way. Uh, this is a real way that you can uh, begin to find yourself on the other end. You listen to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. This is J.R. Thicklin, and we're going to take a break. And right on the other side of this break. Guess what? We'll take your calls right here 
on hope and healing, our journey to wholeness. See you on the other side. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And remember, you can catch this show every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 8 o'clock p.m. Central. And give them a call tonight at 323-784-9638. 323-784-9638 This is Thor. Two three seven eight four nine six three eight. You give Jay a call right now. And now back to the show. And you can be a guest tonight, too. Just dial in area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. That's how you get in. Hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you would like to get in and be a part of this show tonight. Now, I want to say this to you that is so incredibly important. When we stand up against the issue, that means that we have to talk about it. That means that we must be willing to engage inside of it. That means that we've got to be willing to also be, if you would, I like to call it a safety net to those that are going through. One of the things that is so crucial for a victim of domestic violence is that that victim feels the support of those around them. Not the critical nature of criticizing, you know, uh, saying things like, listen here, I'm not going to try to help you. you. You stand in it, so you must love it. Those things are not true. Let me share some with you that you might want to take consideration of. The most gravest period of danger for a person in an abusive relationship 
is when they have left that abusive relationship. It is when they have gotten out of it. That's when the danger really escalates. So you and I have to keep that in mind when we're dealing with victims and dealing with a person who's in it. They don't generally get in it overnight. Oftentimes the red flags are not seen immediately. And because they're not seen immediately, you know what happens is the fact the person finds themselves head over heels inside of this relationship. And oftentimes long before they ever are beaten down, they're uh, before they're uh, beaten up, they're beaten down by the words that are continues to uh, come at them. Uh, but I have to say that until we stand up and speak out, we will not make a difference. And that's why advocacy is so incredibly important. And uh, and so this is exactly what uh, I am trying to get over to you tonight. But, uh, <laughs> you know, this is so funny. I'm, I'm laughing as I say this because so many times that we're doing these, these broadcasts uh, that um, many, many things might sound the same. But the reality is, is the fact that there are new victims every minute. That's happening every day, and we have to be about it. Listen, I want to give you the number, 1-800-799-7233. That is the National Domestic Violence Hotline number, 1-800-799-7233. Right? The, the National Domestic Violence Hotline number. You must understand that this does not discriminate. It reaches every walk of life. Coming to the final stretch here, area code 323-784-9638. That is the number to be reached. That's the number you can reach me if you'd like to come on with a comment or question or you'd like to share a story. That is the number you can reach us tonight right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. That is the number that you can reach us on tonight. I want to just reiterate for those of you that may have joined us late and think we are continuing to push forth inside of our effort with domestic violence. I made the announcement earlier tonight that we're so pleased that the uh, – uh, companion guide to the uh, DVD series uh, that was produced uh, a couple of years ago called uh, Speaking of Faith, Domestic Violence Programming in the African American Church. The companion guide to that has been released, uh, and we're looking forward to not only sharing this and doing the work with this throughout uh, the country, but definitely in many different areas. So I'm telling you, there's hope. There are ways that we can galvanize our efforts, and let's make a difference inside of this challenge of domestic violence. That is how you and I make a difference tonight. So as we're in the final clutches of this and the final minutes of this broadcast and we're going into the title run, I invite your phone calls even right now as we take our final break for tonight. And we'll come right back right after this commercial message here from the Soul of America Radio Network. You're listening to... Hope and healing, a journey to wholeness. This is Jared Bickler. Coast to coast, 
West. This is the Soul of America Radio. My name is Bernadette Stannis, and you know me as Thelma from the TV show Good Times. And I am hanging out with Tony on the Soul of America Radio. Needing strength from the Word of God. Needing the voice of wisdom in a relationship. Needing a new direction to go in in an abusive situation. That's why we're here. This is the Soul of America Radio. And now we return you to your host, Jay Thickland. Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us here right on the Soul of America Radio Network. As we are winding down with our final minutes here, and we're going to be exiting here in just a little bit, I leave the phone lines open just for the next three minutes for any calls or comments or questions that you may have. As I check the email, I don't see any emails there or comments there. So one of the things I will say as I prepare to close out for tonight is this. Never underestimate the power of your voice. Never underestimate the power of your presence. Never underestimate the power of your consciousness because the three of those make a critical difference in being able to raise the awareness of domestic violence and being able to be there for a friend, for someone who's impacted by it. Now, as we get ready to leave tonight, I want to challenge you with this. On next week, next Monday night, we have a very special guest, Miss Stephanie or Josie, who will be our guest. She is the author of the book, uh, um, Dealing with Poetic. I just had the book here. I was been reading uh, pages of this book. Uh, the book is called Poetic Storms, Poetic Storms, and this book talks about the journey, and this is a journey here. It's her personal journey towards peace, Poetic Storms. You know, and once again, we all learn how to deal with things in different ways. When we go through things, our victory is obtained in many ways. So one of the things I want to do, uh, we're going to be posting this on our page. Uh, to next week, we're looking forward to a very interactive conversation. And so uh, what are we going to do is this, is that on next week, our special guest will be here. I want you to be a part of this broadcast. Uh, if you'd like to email us, you can write email us at jthicklin.com at soulofamericaradio.com. Let me make sure that is right. <laughs> the J, the letter J, Thicklin, at soulofamericaradio.com. That is how you can reach us with your question and our comment, and we'll be so very glad 
to uh, get it on the air on next week. But I want you to continue, continue to do what must be done in this fight against domestic violence. Because if we don't speak up, then who will? And if we fail to speak up, then imagine the number of lives that are impacted by what happened. We're entering a time of year as we've entered the spring. There are so many decisions will be made. My eyes are oftentimes on schools, high schools and colleges at this time of year for the very reason that oftentimes uh, relationships, when relationships are somewhat kind of like a captive audience during school, and the fact that now school is about to end and the routine aren't the same, oftentimes what we find happening is the issues that uh, of letting go becomes even uh, even harder for those who refuse to let go. So we have to continue to speak up and to speak out. And for those that are impacted by domestic violence, we have to continue to give them the warning signs, uh, give them the resources where they can call so they can find uh, the help that they need. And until next week, I, I'm J.R. Thicklin, and I'm saying join me at that time. In the meanwhile, Remember, don't allow your silence to perpetuate the violence. Domestic violence, it is your business. I'll see you next week. God bless.
Time.